What's up, Internet? You're tuned in to episode 53 of the Flip Screen Games podcast. And I'll tell you what, from the jump, it's a very, very special episode. It is our one-year anniversary here at Flip Screen Games. And on the Flip Screen Games podcast, we are so excited to dive into this special anniversary episode with all of you. Of course, I am your host, Mr. Pete and Bessie, joined, as always, by my co-host, Mr. Stephen Radford. Hello, hello. And of course, this is the Flip Screen Games Podcast, a weekly video game podcast where two best buds from different nations come together to discuss the wide, wide world of video games. I I'm I'm excited about this episode, Steve. It's you know, it's I was gonna say it's been a long time coming, but really it's only been a year in the works, right? But these days, years feel so much longer, right? Yeah. Longer and shorter, because I remember putting that website live this time last year i was on holiday then as well and it was just like i was busting your balls about that on nintendo yeah, you were panicking you were like um oh you were talking about nintendo noise what did you I say was, i, I think to i think i said it on nintendo noise i definitely said it to a friend of mine where i was like this fucking guy right he's got perfect timing he did it's like that's the one week they, they let you take a holiday in the UK is the week we launched the website and then our one-year anniversary. Yeah, well, I mean, it's because my sister's a teacher, so it's like the first <laughs> week of the school holidays is like the, the first time that she 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 can come away with us. So that's like the time we always go on holiday every sure. year. Um, so probably this time next year for our two-year anniversary, I will probably be on holiday You're killing somewhere. me. you got to so ask me. really, your... like, timed this horrendously. I'm, but... I'm reaching out to your dad because I can't <laughs> trust you to do it. I'm going to be like, Andy, I need you to throw me a bone. Can you all take a vacation? The second week of, of summer holiday, is that an option? <laughs> this guy leaves me high and dry every year on the anniversary. <laughs> hey, I'm here. I, we, we, we made it. You know, yeah, we're recording on a Saturday two days later than we usually do, but I'm here. We're here. And, I, I, you know, I can't believe it's been a year, and I can't believe the amount of stuff we did in a year. Because I was like, oh, 50, episode 52 should be the year, right? But obviously we did an extra episode for the annual at Christmas, yep. which then skewed Nintendo noise being like, a number or two behind and we've done like an extra episode here or there for like the streams and stuff and it's been it literally drives me insane because i (laughs) the whole reason i wanted to do the annual episode so for those of you who don't know right like annual is a thing in comic books or it'll be like or used to be anyway it's not as common anymore but you'd get like one special extra long issue that was like not in the regular number and it was just like oh this is like the annual you get a fun little side story so i was like oh this will be a cute way to do an end of the year episode and it won't fuck up the numbering and they'll still be and i don't i don't even remember what we did but i remember coming back and being wait wait like wait this actually fucked up the numbering what happened yeah because we had because we didn't do a nintendo noise that week but we did a regular flip screen and we did a regular flip screen and the annual so we've done twice two extra episodes of this show yeah, because so Nintendo Noise is like one behind. But, you know, who, who cares? Really, what we should have done was the annual should be this episode. Because it's like annually, we did a whole, we could have done a yeah. whole year of flip screen. Uh-huh. And in hindsight, that would have made a lot more sense. Definitely. Looking definitely. back on the previous, previous year. But, you know, it's a, it's a learning process. Yeah, well, I think at some point, honestly, because I'm anal, is we're going to have to like do like, okay, this is volume one. And then we start over so I can refresh the number. No legacy numbers. 
But uh, yeah, we'll, we'll have to figure that out for next year's show. But uh, speaking of this year's show, we have a very special show for you planned here for the one-year anniversary. Uh, if you are a longtime fan, I think it'll be a fun one. We are going to talk about uh, our some of our favorite moments from, from the last year of the show. We're going to talk about some of the names that we didn't use uh, before we decided on flip screen and show off some of the art that we made, some of the logos that we were yeah. playing around with. Uh, we're going to look back on some of our favorite episodes. Uh, we're going to hear from some of you in the community. It's going to be a good time. So I'm, I'm looking forward to reminiscing a little bit. Uh, it's going to be a bit of a victory lap episode for you. So a little light on the gaming news, but very heavy on the flip screen community conversation. So if this is your first time tuning in, go listen to last week's show. All right. And we'll see you next week for a normal one. But, uh, I, I'm very, very, before we get into all of that, thank you so much for a year here at Flip Screen Games. It's been a really good time, and I, we're going to wax uh, poetic about it a lot this show, I imagine, but um, up at the top, from the bottom of our hearts, thank you so much for tuning in and being a part of what we're doing here. We really appreciate you. Uh, and- oh, yeah, 100%, 100%. Like, I remember us, like, leaving or planning on, like, leaving Flip Screen, uh, not Flip Screen, planning on leaving Loot Parts, right, to do Flip Screen. And it was like, are people even going to follow us? Are they there? Are they there not for us, but because it's loot pots? And you know, everyone came over in droves. It was it was really nice to see, and and we've picked up a bunch more people along along the way in the community. And you know, we we just couldn't do it without everyone. And it's amazing. It's really really humbling. It's it's lovely. Absolutely. You know, and like I've been, I've been making stuff on the internet for a long time, and I've never had a community that um, I felt like gave a shit about what I thought as much as this one, you know, and like, and that's not to decry, you know, the other organizations I've been a part of, you know, especially the folks at the comics pals and everything. I was there for six years. Um, But y'all are, are very, very, uh, you're here, you're with it. You show up for every single thing that we do. And, you know, you reach out to ask our opinions about stuff we haven't talked about. And it's, it's really, it's humbling. It really is. Um, that y'all are here and you continue to show up for us. So um, thank you so much, truly. Uh, thanks for being a part of it and looking forward to uh, 53 more of these bad boys. So uh, speaking of people that we're thankful for, I we couldn't do it without our fabulous Patreon supporters, the most of which, of course, being our Patreon producers for the month of August. They are, of course, Christian Oliveria, Christopher Valenz, Gabriel Hasselmeyer, a.k.a. Sobe, Mary Berry, Smilky Shake, Wakahula, and Zaid Ida. And a special thank you to all of you who have been Patreon producers from the very beginning, of which there are many of you. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you for your continued support of this fine program. Of course, I don't feel like I need to do a heavy plug section here, right? If you're tuned into this one, you're a real-ass fan. But if you need to find our stuff wherever it is, flipscreen.games, join the Discord, come be a part of the community, tune into a live stream. Speaking of which, if you're listening to this the day it goes live, we have a very special event for you tomorrow. Because, of course, if you're not aware, today, when this goes live on Monday, is the day before our one-year anniversary, of course. August 9th is is flip screen day, we'll call it. So what we decided we're going to be doing to celebrate flip screen day is we're going to be doing a very special live stream Tuesday, uh, the 9th, and we're going to be going for a couple hours at least. We'll probably start about 5 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, uh, and we're going to be doing a live-streamed episode of Nintendo Noise with Chewie and Sierra, We're going to be having uh, a special announcements video 
with some news about year two at Flip Screen Games and some of the changes that are coming to the channel and some of the shows. Uh, and then we're going to do some streams after that. We'll be playing some stuff. We'll be opening some packages. Yes. Zade, Doc, <laughs> I know. I saw your messages in the Discord. Uh, we're going to open the Shin Megami Tensei Five Collector's Edition that's over here behind me that Zade gave me as a wedding present. We're going to be opening up Doc's Joy-Cons that he sent me forever ago that have a little message inside. Who knows? It's going to be a good time. So if you want to come, check out all that stuff, celebrate one year of Flip Screen Games, get a live episode of the show, and be there with us when we stream some games. Maybe some Mario Kart, maybe some Mario Party. If there's any games you want us to play, definitely let us know. Um, but however, you know, whatever we end up doing there, I hope you'll come and celebrate with us. I hope you'll come be a part of the live stream. I think it's going to be a really good time and uh, a fun way to kick off year two of Flip Screen Games. So thank you again for being a part of it. And uh, I look forward to seeing you tomorrow. But for today, we've, we've got a lot to talk about. So Steve, I want to ask you, we've got a couple things here on the old docket. Where do you want to start? Like, where do you think is the best place to start? I, I don't know. So I feel like we should probably give some, like, context behind how we came to the name Flip Screen and where it came sure. from in the first place. Like, we were we were talking about it for a while, right? Because the, the, the one of the, the main driving forces behind doing our own thing was, was Loot Pots was very much like a, a Nintendo brand. Um, and we'd slowly been eroding at that as like the the next gen consoles came out, but yeah, it very much uh, very much was like a Nintendo fan site, and um, we wanted to to get away from from that and do be able to have like our own brand that we owned, that we could then put whatever content we wanted out, that we could do the the Nintendo show, which which became Nintendo Noise. I can't remember what other names we had for Nintendo Noise. I felt like we settled on that one pretty quickly. I. I'm pretty sure that one we came up with like the first time we sat down to talk about it because I remember we had been yeah. going back because like you said, so we we had worked at Loot Pots together for what, two years maybe? It was like two years at that point, yeah. Because it was like January 2021, I think, was when we we really started like putting plans in place. Like, yeah. right, let's, let's figure out what we would need to do in order to to make this a thing. Because we had, and... we had discussed it prior to that, but I think we kept coming because like – you know, and if you've listened to the launch episode and everything, you've heard these stories and everything, so we won't we won't revisit them. But the long and short of it was that, you know, uh, Pixel Par, the founder of Loot Pots, was kind of it transitioning out of doing content stuff. And um, there was, like, a lot of kind of, like, uncertainty about what the future of Loot Pots looked like at the time. Um, so for a while we were kind of like going back and forth, like, do we start our own thing? Do we talk to Pixel about like taking over loot pots? Like there was a lot of kind of debate there about, you know, what <clears throat> was the thing that made the most sense and, you know, what, what, what did we all want to do moving forward? Um, and when we finally decided that it was time, it took us six months maybe to get everything together between deciding on the name then coming up with the branding and figuring out what the shows were going to be and then you know reaching out to talk to Chewy about it and everything um getting advice from some of our our friends in the space like AJ uh over at Redirect um so there was a lot of there was a lot of legwork before we even got to the point of coming up with the names and everything but I remember Nintendo Noise being pretty quick because we we knew we wanted a Nintendo podcast and we're like okay like 
would love for it to have some alliteration. What's another word that starts with N that's, that sounds cool? And I remember I was just literally going through a list on like dictionary.com or something. And I was like, Nintendo noise, that sounds good. And you came up with that logo like two days later, I think. And it was like, that was the only logo that we didn't iterate on either. I was just like, that's perfect. That's exactly what I wanted. Yeah. That slaps. We did <laughs> We did have some like placeholder icons. Like I knew what icon, I knew I wanted like, the background to be like iconography and stuff. But I'm not an illustrator or an artist in any way. Like the logo, it was, it was fairly simple for me to come up with. Like we had that idea in our head. I was just like, yeah, noise. Like I was like, I want it to be like grungy, like, like you know, fuzzy. static-y, kind yeah. of fuzzy looking, which obviously we, we got. Um, but then Ray from the community put together like the custom artwork that we've got, um, which is all the Nintendo iconography that's in the background of the, the artwork for Nintendo noise. And, it couldn't it couldn't have been more perfect so thank you again ray for putting that together um but yeah nintendo noise i think we we had come to the conclusion we wanted nintendo in the name um because that was one of the one of the issues with the pots cast was no one knows what that is but that was an seo nightmare (laughs) it was horrendous it was like why would i listen to a podcast about pots like what the fuck is this um yeah, so that was that was hell. So that's why we came up with with Nintendo Noise, and um, you know, maybe maybe in hindsight, flip screen doesn't really describe what the podcast do, like podcast is, but you know, flip screen games. I think you know you you know it's about about games in some yeah some way. Well, and that's that's part of the problem too, right? Like, uh, spoiler alert: flip screen was not the first name that we agreed no, it was on, not. right? Like, we we tried several that didn't come to fruition. Um, so it's just a sum of the names that we didn't use. We've got a list. Uh, we ended up going through a lot more than this. If, if we rattled off every name we considered, it would probably be like a 20, 30 minute segment. Yeah, the, this was like the short list. And like a couple of these, we came so close. I registered a domain for one of them and we were about to get it, but we couldn't get a Twitch. I think it was a Twitch or maybe there was a, there was an old podcast something, or something like that, that one of them used and that was the and problem was like with a couple defunct. of them was there was like abandoned podcasts or whatever that had the name and we're like okay well we don't want to like you know because it's like okay like even if they never go live again if they have a twitch channel that has the name we want to use like that's going to create confusion right and like just yeah. whatever so we were trying to have something that was clean and and fresh and that there wouldn't be any competition for um so there was a couple like we because we we knew we wanted we wanted the name to have some kind of play on the idea of there being like two of us from like different places. And like that was something we were trying to think of for a while. So one of the ones that we thought of was cross region. Right. And we're like, OK, like that's that makes sense. Right. Like, you know, like the whole like region lock thing. Region lock was already a show. Um, <laughs> multiple shows, actually, I think. Yeah. And yeah, cross region we thought was would be a good one, but there was like definitely there was competition there. Uh we thought about the coin club. Um Oh yeah, coin was a big thing. Like cuz that's that became like the Patreon tiers as well that like, we were looking at the coins cuz we had and we were like thinking of like coin sound effects and things that we could use. But for, then we like, were like games and stuff. But then we were like, it's oh, like, this doesn't sound like anything to do with games. It's like just to do with coins. And we thought we thought people were going to think it was a cryptocurrency thing, too. Yes. And we were yeah. like, ah, fuck yeah. that. Like, never mind. That's no good. Because when I think coin, I think Mario, right? Right. Like, you know, coin op, like you're pumping them into an yeah, arcade like machine. It was, it was like, oh, yeah, it could have easily been a crypto thing, like NFTs and shit. Like, and it was like r- right when all of that was really starting to pop off. 
off and we're like, no, 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 there's good. This will create confusion. This is, yeah. this is no good. This is no good. I think the one that we were the most serious about was, uh, oh, you know what though? There is another coin one. We had coin flip. That was coin flip and coin flip podcast. And that was what ended up becoming flip screen eventually. Like, I think that was one of the last ones we just, we were thinking about. Well, we then looked through like a list of video game terms and that was and like flip screen was one of the only on that list that, that, had, that didn't have a podcast yeah. or anything related to it. And and it um, and it worked for what we were thinking of, right? Like the idea of like we're like oh like flipping between screens or something like that feels like tangentially related to the thing we were trying to do anyway and eventually it just became a like this sounds good and nobody else has it so i like this you know (laughs) yeah and it was free on like twitter and instagram and tiktok and twitch and everything except for that available except for that (laughs) we found there's a piece of mechanical equipment called the flip screen that people use for tumbling rocks to like find stuff which yeah we're like ah we really can, bizarre yeah like we can compete with that one because we got games in the name so it's different <laughs> yeah and then we got that like we got the domain flipscreen.games and i was really really happy with that yeah really happy with the domain so the um, speaking of domains the one that we almost went with that we couldn't get was we originally it was cable club um which if you're an old school Pokemon fan, right? That was the name of the place you would That's go. That's the domain I registered. It was, was cable the Cable Club. Club. Right. Yeah. And that was that was where you would go to do the Link Cable stuff. And we're like, oh, that's great, right? Like, it's about multiplayer. Like, it's got the Nintendo angle. You know, like, love it. And that was the one where Steve was like, I love it. Jumped the gun. Bought a domain. Before we figured out if we could lock everything else down. And there was, like, a Discord community and an abandoned yeah. Twitch channel, basically. And we like reached out. I even reached out to like, yeah, like to see if we could, we could like take ownership of it, but we never had back. So it's just no, like, we did. We did. We made them an offer. We were like, hey, like we want to buy the name from you. We want to use it. And they were like, oh, well, oh, like how much? And we're like, oh, I don't, you know, like, and we made an offer. We don't have any money. <laughs> and then, well, but like we made an offer and then like they didn't counter offer or anything. They're like, nah, never mind. We're not interested. And I was like, okay, like, well, we could have a dialogue. And they're like, no, no, yeah. no, no. And I was like, all right, okay, no worries. That's cool. Um, which is there was there was an like there was another one I really really liked that you were you were dead against yeah which was which was NTSC pals because you thought it was too similar to the comics pals and you didn't yeah. like that I also don't I also don't like that like the NTSC was just like ah that does not roll off the tongue either I, yeah, but I fucking loved the concept because it was like the NTSC region and the pal region yeah and so it was like that play on words there was like NTSC pals but. Yeah, I understand why you didn't want to go for it. And then we had like ABXY because it could have been ABXY for Nintendo and then ABXY for like Xbox. And we would have had that was so different artwork. It was ridiculous. So it was just like, there's no way we're getting that. So that's, we landed on flip screen, but we must have had like four or five like hour, two hour long meetings where we're just like going through lists of names and like trying to shortlist them. That We've was got the like thing. back and forth conversations in Twitter DMs and Discord and like, okay, have you got any other ideas? Cause like we're close to getting it, but then this Twitter exists or like we've researched and this podcast exists. And it was really disheartening uh, to, to like come up with this, this really awesome name that you were like super excited about. And then you find out someone else has got it before you. Like coming up with names is the naming, most ridiculous thing. Naming things is the hardest part of any process, and especially like the the more 
Like we're lucky that we're we're only two people because the more people you have in a group, the more it's like, oh, like four out of five people like this one or three out of four people like this. And it's like, well, we don't want to force the other person to have a name they fucking hate. But like, how do you get a number of people to agree on an idea like that? It's not easy. And especially when you think about how many like in this space, right? Like it's so oversaturated. There's so many gaming podcasts and so many that come up and they do five episodes and then they realize it's a lot of work and they don't do anymore. Yeah. And, you know, like it was, it's a lot. It was a lot. Um, that's always the thing yeah. that I feel like takes the longest amount of time, you know? Yeah. I mean, well, we came up with all of that, right? And this was before Chewie was on board and we came up with the name for Nintendo noise and we put together the artwork and yeah, we, we came to Chewy like, with all the work like, done, and we're like, "Here you go. Here's a pitch. Would you like to come do this yeah. with us?" And he was excited. And he to was do like, it. "Yeah, yeah." He was like, "Yeah, this other sounds great. When when are we doing it?" And, yeah, um, it was. Yeah, it was really good to, to have him on board. God it was, bless. It was that. nice. It, it made him. It made it seem less daunting, right? To have someone else and like have the backing. And I remember we went to some of the the patrons that uh, from. Uh, the loot pot side and we're just like hey this is what we're planning on doing like i know we reached out to to doc at least and asobi i think, I think as well. and yeah. oh and uh and mango knew as well i think i think yeah mango knew as well oh, you know yeah. what? and zayd i think we, we talked to a couple of the people that were like the most activated because we were kind of like we're gonna do this like do you have any feedback for us like what would you like to see us do and you know some some of them are mods in the community and everything and they were made mods before we went live and you know, so shout out to all of you for not blowing up our spot. Thanks for keeping the secret. Uh, thank you to every and uh, yeah, and huge well, thank you to we all. We had a whole other Discord server at one point. We Do did. you remember? Like, yeah, because we, we, we weren't sure. Like everything, because we weren't sure if we were going to be able to convert the the loot pots Discord yeah. over to the flip screen Discord. And thankfully, Pixel Pop was was gracious enough to let us take ownership of of that and the the Potscast YouTube channel. Yeah. Um, so it wasn't like we were starting at ground zero, which was great. We didn't have to build that community again. Yeah, shout out. I mean, shout out to all of you there, right? Like, definitely big ups to Pixel Park because that was something we were worried about was just that it was not going to be, you know, uh, amicable. And he was super supportive of us and was very, very, uh, you know, was, you know, obviously we were, it was a bummer to see that era end. But I think we all knew it was time to move on and he was super super supportive of all of that and you know i definitely thank him for creating loot pots because we wouldn't have met each other otherwise you know we would we would, no. would have never gotten uh here if it wasn't for for him and and that website and everything that we did there um which i look back on really fondly so yeah big thanks to him and you know big thank you to again uh mango and and zade and doc and and asobi and everybody who uh you know helped us kind of set the groundwork for this to be a successful relaunch and you know all the folks who help behind the scenes and you know um chewy for for agreeing to come on and do it with us and like you said he was just a down-ass motherfucker we're like all right this is what we're thinking do you have any interest and he's like yeah when do we start we doing it tomorrow like let's go yeah it was like, also hell yeah. yeah brother you know and yeah. um yeah and thanks to you know all, all of you all of you in the community all the patrons all you know everybody who's come and guested on the show like sierra who always comes and helps us out and you know richard and ten mouse and yeah you know, chris, uh, from, chris from, switch from, from switch weekly who's always fun to to catch up like those and those are some max, of my favorite episodes 
And Max, yeah, of course, you know, who we've known since the Lupot stays and everything. And, and and the crew over at um, Redirect. Yeah, you know? yeah, huge thanks to Parker and AJ. And AJ gave us a lot of advice before we relaunched and everything and, like, looked at all of our documents and gave us feedback and, and, and a, a lot of really, really helpful stuff. So, you know, I, I never – it's never lost on me um, how great and supportive this community is and, and the friends that we've made through making content and everything and – yeah, it's, it really means a lot. It means a lot to to have that support. And I know that, you know, we're we're a small channel and a small community, but I I often don't feel that way, you know, because we're, we're, you're all so active and die hard. And, you know, like, there's always the same folks coming to all the events and, like, you guys really show up for stuff. And it, it means a lot to me to feel like I can push live on Twitch and know that y'all are going to show up and we're going to have a good time, you know. Um, it really, really does just mean the world. So I, while we're on the the names thing, we also had a fun journey once we decided on the name was then coming up with the art and we had a lot of different kind of things that we tried and thought about and I wanted to show some of them off. We don't have everything. Um, There's a lot of files that we just weren't able to track down, but I did pull up a couple here um, that we'll be able to see and, uh, Steve, I sent these all to you, so you'll just have to look at them on your own. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, these were your concepts, right? And I don't remember a lot of these, so I don't know if you sent them all to me. I sent you a couple of them because there was a bunch where, like, yeah. I came up with like layouts, and then we were doing them in different colors because I was trying to experiment with fonts and colors before you went and did the original mock-up, just to, like give you some ideas. So, like, the first one I have pulled up here is the one that's got kind of like the old school Microsoft thing where it's the lines going through it you know yes um that was that was one where like i liked the idea of having like something that felt kind of retro and like that had a little bit of that like early internet tech kind of vibe to it um because lord knows that that's an aesthetic i really respond to um and i think that that kind of idea you see that in some of the other ones that we worked on um like so these are some color variations i had the one that was like the it was like the burger time font almost and (laughs) i had that in the orange uh the pink and the red um those are some of the the color combinations we thought about before we landed on the yellow is like we thought originally we were going to go with orange and white um but we ended up well yeah but i uh, you thought orange and white i i thought blue and pink which was like one of the other variations that you have right yeah you have that like blue and pink that's my aesthetic. favorite one the it's it's the burger time font but it's uh blue and pink and it's got scan lines and like i loved that aesthetic i really mm-hmm. liked that one um but we we ended up going in a different direction there um but yeah I ha- we i've found some more actually I'm oh yeah them too, man. okay um yeah because i'm on i'm on a different computer <laughs> yeah can you send them to me on Twitter so I can pull them up? If they're on yeah, uh, sure. Discord, I won't be able to open it without messing up our screen. But yeah, we tried with like the pink and the white, the red and white, the orange, and there was like the blue. There was a couple different options there that we liked, but I don't, I don't actually remember how we landed on the yellow because I love yellow and I, I, I remember pushing for the idea of yellow, but I didn't love it with the font. It wasn't until you did the logo that I really felt like it. So yellow. So we went with yellow because it was like the only thing that wasn't really associated with another brand. I think. So it was like, oh, we don't want blue because that could be PlayStation. We don't want green because that could be Xbox. 
red is like to nintendo right and it was just like okay where do we go then and like i think we had orange as a concept like i'd come up with a couple of things in in orange that i really liked and i don't think you like orange no i love orange okay well i don't know how we ended up specifically on um on yellow but i'm glad we did because i really like the yellow it's interesting because i'm really not sure because <laughs> i was i was dead set on like this like blue with pink. oh yeah okay hold on let me let me pull these up let me see if i can just like drag this over maybe you guys will be able to see it i loved Ooh. the blue and the pink and then we had like a yeah. concept of like it could be flip screen games and then we could do like another like type of brand because we were like talking about doing a show called 92 classic before which that was never gonna... ended up happening well and, and that it, was going to be like our lifestyle show yeah and it was going to be like it was essentially going to be one more thing but with like more segments and yeah, absolutely planning yeah, and like have it be less like, oh, here's like a random thing we're discussing, and it was gonna it was gonna be a little bit more focused, but yeah, that that never quite came together. Um, but yeah, here you know what? I'm just gonna I'll just put it like this rather than trying to full screen it because you can see it just fine. Um, so yeah, you can see here these are some of the other designs that Steve had in mind. Like I liked this one. There was like the backward F was something we were thinking about for a while before we landed on the upside down I. Yeah, it but, was quite difficult to read, I think, the backwards the backwards F, so that's yeah. why I didn't, I didn't really like it. That was why we ended up with the I, because we, we thought that made sense. You could easily understand it, but also, like, there was some fun to be had with, like, animating it and, like, flipping it and stuff like that. I'd you know? really, like, still like to animate it at some point. We just haven't got around to it. Yeah, ever. we'll get to it one day. But, yeah, this was one of the main designs we were looking at for a while was this kind of, like, pink with the dark blue. It was, like, a light pink with the deep navy. Um... And we had some ideas, like, we were thinking about, like, oh, like, you could use the un the upside-down I as our logo, but it's also an exclamation point, which is cool. Yeah. That and was then, something we were going to really lean into. But then I saw, like, what Fanbyte did on, like, uh, with, like, their little mascot. Yeah. And I really loved their little mascot that they it's had. It's like a vampire. They were able to use. It's, it's like their little, little vampire. TV. And I was like, I want our own mascot. And that's when we came up with, like, the, the TV but, like, the TV took a while as well and a lot of iterations. Like, there was a version with, like, the exclamation mark on the screen. And then we did a version with, like, the smiley face on the screen with, like, it's too, many, too much detail on it. But it didn't have the rabbit ears. And it wasn't until we put the rabbit ears on it that I think it really got the yeah. personality that I, I really like from it. And it's funny because you can look at – I'm looking at the, the last blue one that you sent. And there's, like, the exclamation point I in the corner instead of the screen and everything. And, like, you can see there's, like, the dots from the yellow. Like, that was, like, an earlier mm -hmm. version of it and everything. Um, yeah, so that there was, there was a, lot of, a lot of iteration there. And then you can look at this one. Uh, this is where we started to get into, like, the, the look that you know now today, right? Um, and there was a couple different versions, like the the pink and white. I really liked. I think that was like I a that was well, like yeah. a really high contender for us. We almost went with that one, um, but I think like I think that was the number one. And then and then I don't know how we ended up on yellow and black. I really don't. But I think it was just. So I think striking. it was because you said it was bold. It, it was really striking. Yellow is like a really eye catching color, and like nobody else really was using that in this in this space. So it made it stand out. This one I did not like. The mint green. <laughs> yeah, it was hideous, wasn't it? Right? So bad. Really I was bad. like immediately no on this one. Uh, there was like the light, the like sky blue. I liked the more like 
the one I used in the flip screen one, it was like it was light blue, but not like sky blue. It was like a little softer. Um, the purple one I liked too, though. I remember that was a good one. The, it was like the pink and the purple, but. Yeah, I didn't like the purple. I don't like lilac as a color. I think it's horrible. And you had like the more maroon ones. This one I like. The maroon too. one we used for um, one more thing. Yeah, yeah, we that's true. We ended up using that maroon for one more thing. I liked the pink with the light blue as well. Like that was cool. One of these maybe will break out, right? Maybe one day we'll do a refresh and we'll we'll be like, here you go. Here's the new fresh colors. <laughs> if we do, I want the I want the pink and the and the blue. Those that's still my still my favorite of the iterations that we didn't go with, but. Yeah, I, I I liked it. the t- The TV, the difference in, in the TV, it's it's really strange to me. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm pulling that it. up now, and like it looks so odd. Like I remember being like, oh, like the first one with the no rabbit ears, like he was like real chunky too, and like he had like the yeah. the big ass buttons on the bottom, and, and- it, he 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 doesn't have the buttons anymore, does he? But he's got the yeah, he does have the buttons. The yeah. only thing I added was the speaker in the middle, which like yeah. offset it. Well, and they're smaller too, I think. And and he's also more rounded. He yeah, got way more rounded. He looked he looked way more boxy. Um, yeah. And then there was this one before, like when you were like not totally sure if you wanted to commit to that, where it was like the exclamation point instead. Um, which I am having trouble. Yeah, the ex- see, I like the exclamation point. I still like it in our in our logo, but but I think it stands yeah. alone. And um, the the TV is definitely. Uh, Definitely the the best one, I think. I like it. It adds personality, I think. But we got to work him into the uh, the layout for the podcast. I realize he's not on the screen. He's not on there. No. Yeah, we'll get him on there at some point. We'll you know, everyone knows him though. I think we got to we got to get like a little gif, you know. So he's like he's kind of sitting there, and every once in a while he like winks or something, you know. Just <laughs> play him on a loop. Stinks his tongue out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, something like that. But yeah, yeah, we we we. You can see, right? There's a there's a lot of work that goes in behind the scenes. So I'll tell you this: uh, whenever whenever we say we're gonna do something and it doesn't get done, that's why. Because <laughs> it takes it takes a long time to do stuff. <laughs> like I'll tell you what: yeah. there's there's been multiple ideas that we've had, like you said, like '92 Classic and stuff like that, that never came to fruition. Um, and I don't want to talk about any of the other ones because some of them might happen at some point yes um so i don't want to like spoil ideas but you know we've developed probably i'd say between three to five shows or like side products or something that never saw the light of day um and there's still a lot of work that was done on them and they just you know they didn't come together for one reason or another um, so yeah, that's, you know, whatever, whatever it takes us a while to get to something, it's, we're busy, you know, we're, we're always doing stuff by the scenes and trying to come up with new ways to iterate and make things better. Yeah. I mean, if this was like our full-time gig, I think maybe some of the more, some more of those would have seen the light of day already, but absolutely. Um, you kidding me? It's yeah. Just, you've got to, pri- you just got to prioritize as to what, what makes most sense. And I think we knew we wanted to launch with a Nintendo show. Cause that's what, obviously what we were known for over at, at loot pots, but we wanted the flexibility and the freedom to talk about other stuff and the concept of, well, we don't have to talk about the news every week. Cause you know, the pots cast was 
the sister show of a news website and it was the the concept was we talk about the the articles that we've written that week and we we kind of talk about the news and then what we're playing as well and then that gives us a chance to plug any of the reviews we've done on the website and we can like have this extra multimedia piece that we can talk about when we're talking to publishers and things um but we wanted to to get away from it being a constant news show and i think so some of our favorite episodes like looking at the list you've put together some of them are are not news like the majority of them are just like episodes that we did that are evergreen topics like that you've got the silly debates and things like what counts as dlc remake versus remaster what yeah. counts as retro those are like all of that stuff is just evergreen but they're really fun like we we can spend like an hour talking about what retro means and land on something that no one agrees with but it's like 12 years i think we said it's like it retro, a generation like, and a half a generation and a half yeah <laughs> <laughs> which i mean that was a fun conversation though you know like and those are those are the debates i i i really love you know like i i think i've always that's what brought me to podcasting, right? Is like I just love talking about things that I'm interested in, but I often mm-hmm. think the most fun conversations are like, okay, here's a dumb thought exercise, like, and then you ask the question and like really try to meaningfully engage with it, even though it's a stupid fucking debate. I I think that's so much that's fun. It's fun to me, you know. Like, um, not that long ago, there was this like viral thing going around twitter where it was like oh like retweet this with four movies that you feel like were made for you and like i love stupid open-ended questions like that of just like like what is retro and it's like i don't know let's find out baby like you know like let's have a dialogue about it i think i think that's a lot of fun um and you know i think as as much as i do you know, also enjoy keeping up with the news of the industry and reacting to it and all that stuff and having a dialogue about what's going on I do think the evergreen episodes are fun because, like, they're just like they're low, they're low, um, like pressure, right? Like, and I, I, I always find things like that to be fun to listen to. You know, some of my they, favorite. They're some of the ones that require most effort, though. That's true. Like, like, I remember going into the cheat codes episode, and it was like, right, I've got to do research on trying to remember which cheat codes i liked and then as we're having a conversation you're reminding me of things that i hadn't thought about so like i'm there like typing and googling on the fly to find out and like remember in a little bit more detail and like that's some of the stuff like i think if you don't watch the video version there's always times when when one of us is going off and like googling stuff and you can yeah you can kind of see us like typing away at the keyboard yeah and i just they take more effort from us, but I think they're fun because it's like, it's very just kind of like, oh, well, like the, there is no answer, right? Like it's not, it, it's not like, oh, like this thing happened. How do you feel about it? And then it's like, well, I feel this way or I feel that way, right? It's good or it's bad, right? Like it's, it's, it, that yeah. some of that stuff gets a little binary and like it's fun when you get to the thing where it's like, oh, well, I think this is retro. And I'm like, you think this game is retro? Like that was just such a like, I don't know. It's so, it's so dumb, right? But like to me, it very much emulates. I think the thing that I want out of a podcast, which is feeling like you're, you know, uh, at a at a bar or sitting at a diner or whatever with a bunch of your buddies, and like you're all just chatting shit, right? Like that's that's the vibe I always want to cultivate on on a podcast that I host. Is like want you yeah. to feel like you're hanging out with your buddies and and just you know arguing about video games. Um, <laughs> And I, I, I think, I think we've cultivated that. You know, <laughs> I think that is the vibe we've established. So, what's what's one of your favorites of the main show? 
Um, I really loved the VR episode we had with with Doc because um, it was it was nice getting someone else from the audience involved and and getting Doc onto the onto the show finally. And I know that he'd always wanted to do a, a podcast and had never got around to, to doing it. So it was nice to be able to to include him on the show and talk about it. And also, it was a New Year's like resolution. Learned, I we think, learned right? a lot. It was, yeah, and we like learned a lot from him as well because obviously I was new to VR. You you kind of fell off it and weren't really invested all that much, and it was nice. Um, it was nice to to talk to someone who who had that additional additional knowledge. Uh, I really enjoyed that. Yeah, it was fun. Uh, <laughs> one of the ones that I I always enjoy the predictions episode. Um, but there's yeah. episodes I should say, but there's, there's two that come to mind for me. Um, and I, one of them you put on the list, but it was like a two parter kind of, it was the PlayStation. I on, liked the second one of those. On PC. Better. Yeah. Because yeah. it was like the first week I'm like, nah, that's crazy. Steve, what are you fucking yeah, talking like, about? Cause there's me going like, yeah, they're definitely doubling down on PC. This is what's going to happen. PlayStation's going to start adding more and more. Of and and on, I, right? stand, I stand by the fact that some of the shit you said was totally wrong and out of this world. Maybe. But, Maybe, but you were like totally wrong. You're like, no, nah, they're not going to do that. There's, no, there's man, no I was, I was 100 <laughs> wrong. And literally, the next episode was just me making a face on the thumbnail. And it was like Pete was wrong with a big ass arrow. Like, <laughs> you know, those those are a lot of fun. And I, I think those are those are the episodes with news that I like um, the most because there's so much like. Yeah, I think of segments where it'll be like, oh, like, you know, like this trailer came out for this game and it's like, how do we feel about this? And it's like, oh, I'm excited for it. Or like, oh, I don't know, it doesn't, you know, whatever. And like, and there's so many times where we've like flipped on things, right? Because like, sure, I remember sure. the Elden Ring thing and like the first totally. week I picked up Elden Ring and I was like, I hated it. I thought it was so difficult. I didn't get it and nothing had gelled. It hadn't clicked. And then I played it for another week. I'd streamed a bunch of it. I came back the next week and I was like, this is the best game ever. This is like, this is like, <laughs> like S S T. Yeah, like this is nothing's gonna be this is the pinnacle of video games yeah. and some of the comments we got on that first one it was just like you clearly have never played a souls game and it's just like no i know i haven't that's what that we said i picked like the wrong class i've like gone in blind i had no idea what was going on it was terrible it's my favorite when uh, people react like when people who don't listen to the show on youtube comment like you clearly haven't played a game and it's like yes that's what the segment was about i've never played this game before and now i'm playing yeah. and here are my opinions right like, yeah we had the same thing didn't we on um oh what was the, the golden Nintendo sun thing and he wasn't even right sun, he yeah. was like yeah. oh uh, it's not. It's not an action RPG. Like you clearly haven't played it. And I was like, I never said it was an action RPG. I said that. I said that Xenoblade <laughs> was an action RPG, and that this could fill a different gap. That was what I said, and I was yeah. right about that. So you know, um, um, you know. Here's my thing, right? I'm wrong a lot. I say a lot of wrong things in life. Okay, and if I'm wrong about something, call me out on it, right? But here's the thing: if you're gonna come at me, come correct. Okay, don't tell me I'm wrong when I'm right, because then I will fucking. I, that's when I. That's when I'm gonna get upset. All right. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but I, I was saying the episodes like that I always love because it's very exciting. I think to react to major news, right? Like I think about like the uh, the Activision Blizzard acquisition news but from microsoft that was something where it was like holy shit like this came out of nowhere and it's like there wasn't even a, a whisper of this we never thought that this was a thing that would happen and then it just happens and it's kind of like hey like this is 
this is one of the biggest news stories that has ever happened in the entire time that I've been covering video games, right? And, like, it's a thing where, like, I'll think back, like, you know, five, ten years from now when we don't even think about the fact that Activision Blizzard used to not be a part of Xbox. Like, I'll be able to think back and be like, oh, like, this is where I was when that news dropped and we jumped on the podcast the next day and talked about it. And, like, it was still fresh and it was very much like, what does this mean? Are these games going to be, you know, are they going to stay multi-platform? Or is Call of Duty going to be exclusive? Like, you know, what does this mean for all of the controversy there? Like, you know, are they going to bring back Vicarious Visions? Like, having all those conversations is like so exciting while things are happening. And then whether it is that you get proven wrong about something, you change your opinion or the story just continues to evolve. But like, that's like a time capsule episode, right? Like is like, Oh, this was when this was fresh, hot news. And we, you know, the, the, the most we could try to do is pick up the pieces. Like that is such a fun, that to me is the most fun thing about, about reacting to news and, and doing like what we do. Um, with that side of things. Oh, you're muted. What'd you do? Oh, my bad. <laughs> I, I pressed the mute button. Um, it can it can be difficult though because um, if the 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 news breaks after we've recorded, like because we record on a Thursday and we release on a fri- on a Monday usually, if the news breaks on a Friday, it's just like, well, I guess we missed that news cycle, which can be a real pain. In yeah, the ass, but that's a bummer. Uh, it is nice when we do manage to hit it though, and like the the this year, right? There was the first year that we had covered like um, well, not E three, but but Jeff's E three, and uh, it was stressful at times to like because there was very little organization on which presentation is happening when, and there seemed to be new announcements every two seconds. But it was nice to be able to hop on Twitch and and stream the ones we could, and then have like these podcasts where we like collect all of our thoughts together, like the Microsoft event, like coming off of that. And then going straight into record about it, where we had the reactions to the first look at Starfield. We had the reactions to Persona coming to other platforms for the first time. What a hype. It was was like we were really excited. And I think it's great when you can show that excitement and get it across. And, and, you know, you're feeling exactly what everyone else is feeling. Everyone else has watched that show. There There was definitely something there for everyone. There was no matter who you were, I think there was there was a game there that you would play. Uh, and there was there was a lot in that that presentation for all of us. Yeah. And it was it's great having different perspectives because the three of us, me, you and Chewie, all like different types of games. And so, you know, the, the types of games that you play, like the the big JRPGs, the Final Fantasies, I don't I don't care about. And there's stuff that Chewie plays that neither of us really are, are massively into. Um, and then there's stuff that I play, like I'm playing Baron Breakfast at the moment. I don't think that's a game for you. Haven't played it now. Like, really? It's a, manage- it's a management sim. I don't think you're massively going to be into it. I don't think you like stuff where, you know, you have to keep on top of the food that's on on offer and making sure that people are like within a certain radius of a bathroom. Oh no, it's so tough. Like it's like- really because like some. That's something I've always think is really interesting, and I think it. I think it's probably part of the fun of listening to our show is that like we have like paths like that but we often deviate from them right like we were like yeah, oh, i don't like want to play ring. or metroid <laughs> right like you know yeah. but it's like you think about it right and it's like 
there are lots of games like that that I really do like. But I always think it's interesting when it's like, oh, I don't know if you like this one because like you like this kind of game, but you don't like this kind of thing in this kind of game. And it's interesting how we've gotten to a, a granular place like that was because like we had a whole conversation about that with Xenoblade where I was like, Chewie, do you think I'm going to like this? And he's like, I really don't know. Like it has a lot of things that you like, but there's a lot of things I could definitely see you being completely turned off by. And oh, I was turned off that game. I listened to um, Triple Click on the way back from my vacation this week. And and Jason described the combat as grindy MMO combat where you just have to get into a specific position and then there's a lot of auto fighting. And I was just like, no, nope, yeah. not a chance. I'm just not going to enjoy that game. It's so good. So, it's so good. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I'm glad you're having a good time with it. Yeah, I think we all we all have enough crossover where like there's things that we all like at the same time. You know, we all liked Kirby, right? Like it happens. Oh right? yeah, Kirby was great. Yeah, but we've but got... it also means like we're all covering different things, which is good. Like, we're all playing something different. Yeah, because uh, I have zero desire to play the next Final Fantasy, but I know I know you will. Oh yeah, baby. I'm looking forward to that one. It's gonna be the hotness. Yeah, and we're and we're both gonna be playing Starfield when that drops. But like you didn't want to play Forza, and I was big into it, so we were able to cover that. We yeah, had like the even Elden the Ring, right? Like I, stuff. I half-assed got into Elden Ring. I didn't really play it the way that you did, and I was able to like be a second on coverage, but I was certainly not the primary. If we reviewed it, I wouldn't have reviewed it, right? Like, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I think I think that that does work to our advantage for sure. So we got a couple more on our our short list here. Um, while we're talking about Chewy, uh, I really liked the gift episode, the Christmas gift guide episode that we did with Chewy. I remember that was like a fun one. And like, again, it was just like a fun time of year. Like it was very much like, all right, like it's the end of the first, like, you know, fiscal year or whatever that we, that we launched flip screen. And it, yeah. it felt like an achievement to have gotten there. And, you know, we did that and we did the end of the year episode. And I don't think Chewy had ever been on flip screen at that point. I think that was his first appearance. Um, so it was really fun to have him on that show and kind of do something a little different and not be talking about news or what we were playing or anything like that and just kind of be like, oh, like, let's, let's do this like weird evergreen thing of like, hey, you know, you know, here's some stuff to buy for you, boo. <laughs> like, it's, it's it was time. nice. And like, there was, there was so many cool ideas in there that were outside the norm. Cause I feel like a lot of those gift guides, maybe the same every year. It's like, get a controller, get this, you know, it was like, oh, what about this really obscure book? You know, that could be really yeah. cool and things like that that people from the community had written in about. It was really nice to get a bunch of suggestions and, and all three of us had like our ideas as well on top of that. It was it was really nice. It was a really good episode. I did enjoy that one. Yeah, it was cool. Um a couple more. Uh the I think the Steam Deck episodes have all been really fun. Especially like when you first got the Steam Deck, there was a real like electricity in the air of like, oh, like you got this thing that nobody else has, and then like Mango hooked me up with one like two weeks later and it was like, Oh shit, all of a sudden we have them and like they're yeah. a big part of our coverage now. We're talking about them all the time and that's been really it's fun. where I, it's where I've been playing the majority of my games. Like Baron Breakfast was delayed on on Switch. Uh, and so the the only way you can play that is on PC, and it runs great on Steam Deck. I have Not played like twenty hours of Multiverses on my Steam Deck in like a week. <laughs> I am I'm back. You get even. sucked into way too many free to play games. Way too many. Yeah, or you know, I just play the good ones. You know. Yeah. Like, you fall off. You some of them you fall off really quickly. Some of them you get really invested into. 
Like what? I feel like the I feel like Pokemon uh, Unite didn't last as long as I thought it would with you. Uh, I think that's probably true, but I also played it obsessively for like two seasons. You know, like I, I played a lot of that game in a short amount, and I'll come back to it. Don't you get me wrong? They had that in the Pokemon mm-hmm. Presents. They're like, "Oh, it's year one, it's over, new content." I was like, "All right, maybe." But uh, but yeah, Multiverses is that's my current obsession. I'm like way in on that fucking game. <laughs> I'll tell you what, Steve. Too, you missed it because you were you were on vacation. I streamed it with AJ from Redirect uh, on on Thursday. Ended up being a really good stream. It was it was quiet for a bit. Um, we had a period where like early on, folks were there and like we had like a bit of a, a lull. And then we got raided like right at the end. Got a bunch of new followers and everything. Super, nice. super awesome. Really really great. Um, but AJ and I were just bodying kids. We were fucking people up. It was. I'm getting fucking good at that game steve i am going i am are you on aj's level though because that was my issue when i played smash with aj it was ridiculous here's my thing (laughs) if it was a 1v1 situation he probably you probably would take me out he does have more experience than i do in the in the genre for sure but when we were you know the game is like the base mode is duos right and when we were a team I was keeping up. I was often getting as many kills as he was, and you know, I was contributing just as much of the the team's success as he was. And I'm fucking, you know, like the spikes and stuff where like people will jump off the level and then knock. I'm getting good at that, Steve. Like I'm about to, I'm about to go pro over here. You know, AJ and I are gonna, we're gonna take the multiverses uh, world by storm. I think. You know, so you better watch out. Do it. I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to you taking part in your first uh, championship. Catch me at Evo next year. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah, yeah, I think the this those have been a lot of fun for sure. Um one that you added to the list. We I'm surprised we didn't have more from one more thing. Uh maybe we'll come up with a couple now. Well, I figured we're going to talk about them on one more thing and we're also probably going to talk about Nintendo Noise on Nintendo Noise cuz there's no Nintendo Noise episodes here. But, you put, but I absolutely adored that the candy the tier candy list. Tier the oh one- my god, it was so long, but I'm glad we agreed on the Reese's Cups being in its own tier. That's right. And like, I've, it's my new favorite candy bar. I found my new favorite candy bar in, in the Reese's wafers or whatever they're sticks. called. They call Reese's, Reese's Sticks. sticks. Number so one good. candy. Double S tier. Really are. Really are. So good. Uh, the one thing about that that bummed me out was that uh, Scrubicious from the community sent me a box of European candy so I could try some of these candies, and they never showed up. They never made it. There is some. There is something wrong with the PO box. I think you saw the post office because my dad sent something there as well. And it what? It. Yeah. Did he track it? I have no idea. But he oh. t- he told me on holiday. He was like, "Oh yeah, I've sent some stuff to the PO box, and he never mentioned it." I was like. When did you send it? It was like last year. I was like, oh. <laughs> okay. Well, first of all, when you send something to P.O. Box, you got to tell me so I can look out for it. Because Zade sent me a collector's edition of a video game and it made it here just fine. So, I don't know if it's like blocking stuff from Europe or whatever. Like, we'll is have to there, figure that out. Regionally. But yeah, if you're sending stuff to the P.O. Box, definitely tell me so I can go check it out. Um, and we got to figure that out. But I also think that you need to do tracking so that you can follow where it goes because otherwise it gets lost. And then they're like, I don't know. Sorry. Um, yeah, I was talking to Screwishes. I think he's going to send me some of the European candy. So um, it will probably make it here. Yeah, I would think rather so. than it, it going going to uh, to the US. So, well, we'll hopefully revisit the candy. Tier. People are we'll out here stealing my stream. my PO box packages. This is bullshit. 
<laughs> you gotta, you gotta, we gotta Someone's, talk. Someone's had a great time with some Noppers bars because I found out that's where they were that you sent me. Fuck. Damn yeah. it. Well, all right, we'll have to figure this out. We gotta figure this out. Uh, but I think for me, the last one on the list is is definitely the number one for me, at least in terms of like emotional reaction was the first episode. You know, like we talked about it a little bit earlier. I I was nervous. You know, I was nervous to launch. I was nervous to feel like we were going to be like starting at square one again and that, you know, we would lose people or that, you know, um, people would feel upset about, you know, us kind of like, you know, sunsetting the Loot Pots brand and everything and whatever. Um, and I was just totally overwhelmed by the reaction from the community and how many of you, you know, showed up and, you know, went and, went and became a Patreon supporter before we even put an episode out. <laughs> and, you know, um, just the, the reaction was so much more than we could have hoped for. And, yeah, the support has yeah. been really, really amazing and uh, definitely something that's not lost on me. Yeah, it was it was awesome, and I've also got to say, Pete is really annoying when um, he's anxious about launching something new because he will constantly like think be be Mister Doom and Gloom as to whether it's gonna gonna work out okay. <laughs> Thank you so much, business partner. He's really annoying when he's worried about something. He's son of a bitch. <laughs> no, I remember it was like, yeah, but is the website gonna go live? Is it gonna be okay? Is this gonna happen? Are we gonna get all this done? Blah blah blah. And it was like all worked out perfectly fine. It was like seamless it was great uh, seamless seamless is the word you're the gonna website use. going live was the website going live and stuff like that was seamless yeah but do you not remember the earlier part of this conversation where we talked about how we worked on this for six months and then the week we yeah, were going we live we were still we scrambling to get things months. done and you were going no, on vacation no, no 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 we didn't scramble at all that week we had it all lined up and prepped and ready and it went <laughs> it was like literally one click and it went live in fact i think the website was up already it was just uh no one knew about it. Yeah. No one had a clue. It was up it was. for like and a we week just, or two, I think, before. We just like published it and just like because the because the uh, the Twitter account existed as well and and neither of us followed it because we didn't want people to find it. Yeah. So it was just it was just there and it didn't follow anyone. It had no one and then we just like followed it and tweeted out and had like a big thread of everything we were doing. It was really fun to see everyone like share it and find out about it for the first time. It was it was awesome. Yeah, it really was. Um. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll admit it. I was worried. I was worried, <laughs> but it worked out. You weren't. You were very confident. No, I, I was. I wasn't worried at all because we'd been doing the podcast at that point for two years, and it was you know it was like a well-oiled machine. You go back and listen to if you want to listen to us fumble around and and create a really terribly sounding or, or like bad podcast go listen to episode one of the pots cast because we met we had two years of of working together getting the chemistry together and like honing it all in before um we did flip screen and so it was it was a case of us just like easing into something fresh and new and yeah there were like some segments and some new changes and things like that and and we've obviously adjusted the show throughout the year like we've got a new segment start screen that's that's made an appearance we added the question block in that we didn't have because it was it was something else back on the, in the podcast days, but it it was it was nice it was it was good I think it was seamless really that would be the word I would use seamless. Okay, 
I have I have a slightly different uh, recollection of those events, but uh, you know, it, it all worked out. So if you want to call it seamless, I'll give it to you. <laughs> yeah, like the, the you were the, right. Like, the we we managed to get like two RSS feeds up, two podcasts launched, rebrand a YouTube three channel, podcasts. rebrand three podcasts, rebrand a Discord, re- get a new Twitch channel up, and get two affiliate, and have the website all launched within like a week. Like that is pretty seamless. Yeah, you're right, but it took six months of work to do that. Is my point? Yeah, it does. Yeah, it takes work and effort, but like the launch went well. It did. It went really well. It went really well. It was just the week or two before it went well that I was I was like, oh fuck, like what are we gonna do? <laughs> and if you remember, we pushed back the launch date like three times. We delayed the launch multiple months because we were like oh we'll launch in march and then we're like uh no we won't i do remember that i do re- <laughs> i do remember that there were other reasons that we can't talk about as to why a lot of it got delayed yeah yeah that's true um wasn't all necessarily because you know we were working to get things together um but yeah you know it's it's hindsight's 2020 right for sure but yeah you were right mm-hmm. you were definitely right it was it was the right move it was it was the right time and you had wanted to do it for a while and i was like a little bit like trepidatious about it um, and yeah, you definitely, you definitely pushed to, to make it happen. So good on you, bud. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So before we get out of here, we do have a couple comments from folks in the community that I wanted to jump into. Uh, so let's get into this first one. This one comes from Mr. Zaid Ida, one of our Patreon producers who wrote in and said, playing Shenmue, I, I asked for memorable highlights, favorite moments, all that kind of stuff. That's the context of these. Uh, Zaid said, playing Shenmue on stream has got to be a highlight. I don't think I've laughed that hard in a long time. I wanted to say you guys have been doing an awesome job. This platform and its community members have been there for me at the best and worst of times. I guess if there's anything I got to add, it's thank you for being such a big part of my life each and every week. Can't wait to see what you guys do next. P.S. Pete, still hasn't opened up that collector's edition? Well, you'll just have to come to the stream tomorrow because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pop it open. It's happening. Live on camera. Yeah. Going to get the sky cam and everything. It's going to be great. So make sure you tune in. Yeah, Thank Shem- you. Shemu was a real fun. Shemu was a real fun um, game to stream. I need to stream Shemu too at some point. Um, the, but me that, and Zaid will be back soon. That one. Uh, <laughs> well, that's Judgment though, right? We'll be back with Judgment. But then after Judgment, I'm going to get back to Shemu too. But you I'm played really that with. Play didn't that you play that with Ray? I played that with Ray. I'm back with Ray this Wednesday, actually. We're going to be streaming. His game, Captain okay. and the Kids. Do you so finish Earthbound or what? <laughs> no, I'm probably not going to finish Earthbound. I don't think. Wow. We'll see. Wow. We'll see what happens. All right. Yeah, people people went massively into it. I don't think. <laughs> That's okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I, you know, like, I, I, there was that one moment from the Shenmue stream where you, like, the guy, like, kicked you and, like, the, the girders, that, like, crazy guy at the end. You were just cracking up. Like, I think that's so, that's like one of, I go, I watch that clip every once in a while because it's so fucking funny. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Any I mean, other thing from those streams, that was the time the, the, the Burger King juice started. Oh, the, the Burger streams. Juice. Holy shit. The I Burger forgot King about juice. that. Yeah. That was nasty. Yeah. That was the worst. That's the worst thing that's ever happened <laughs> in this community. That is not a highlight. That's a low light. <laughs> but, I uh, love that juice. It's great. No! 
Finding I, those, finding those three jars, and then I think there was a four jar. There was the time where it was point. four or five jars, and we all yeah. fucking lost it. We've that never was... got back to it. We've never got back to it. Nastiest fucking thing. But uh, yeah, thank you so much for the kind words, Zane, and thank you for all the support um, since you know years ago, way back in the, the loot pots days. You've you've been a ride yeah. or die. So thank you so much for all the support, buddy, and uh, and thank you for the uh, for that collector's edition. I'm excited to finally open it. <laughs> All right, so uh, this next one comes from Asobi, and uh, he sent a little video that I'm going to pull up in just a second here, um, which if you are an old listener, you've probably seen before. Oh, sometimes more oh wait, no, shut up. <laughs> okay, there we go. Here, let me, let me resize this sucker. All righty. So yeah, this is a video that Asobi made years ago, uh, and I still think it's one of the funniest things that uh, someone's ever made for me or on my behalf. But sometimes more unexpected sounds grab our attention. What? <laughs> like this desert rain frog. Internet squeaking viral sensation. What's up, internet? What's up? What's up? <laughs> Bitternet. 11 million hits and counting. What? It sounds like a dog toy. What's 11 million up? hits and counting. Actually, That's what they say about flip screen all the time. It's the sonorous war cry of a very angry frog. I'm a very what? angry frog. That makes sense. What? <laughs> That's great stuff. Yeah, I, I very much appreciate it, Asobi. Thank you. Uh, I, I still think that's hilarious. And uh, so we wrote in and said, I'll just have to repeat what Zade said, basically. It's been an amazing year with you guys, and I have never been this invested in a community like this. Thank you to Pete, Steve, and Chewy, of co- and of course, all of the guests for doing all the shows, streams, etc. It's been a wild ride, and I'm sure it's going to just keep getting better from here. Also, a big shout out to all the awesome people here on the Discord. As for my favorite moments, while it's hard to pick a specific one, I feel like the bigger discussions on games, consoles, and the likes here on the Discord have always been such a cool thing. Also, Steve getting into Elden Ring is a big one. You're muted. Elden Ring, Elden Ring was fun, and I I always loved the fact that the the like conversation continues over on Discord. Like we will do the yeah the episodes on like retro like what is retro or has the next gen even began at this point like assessing whether like the ps5 and the series x have really lived up to what they they had promised and like people will carry on the conversation over in over in discord and and often don't agree with us which i think is great and like we get other people's perspectives and things like uh i remember the nintendo noise episode you know which we're going to get back to um with the with mango's take on on splatoon and, and his argument for it being a staple um franchise yeah we're the, saving that for, uh, yeah. for a splatoon centric episode we're gonna dig into those comments because they were fun yeah and i i love that about our community you know i think i think um that's something that i really really treasure you know is that like we we do keep the conversation rolling and that like um We've created, uh, uh, we've cultivated an environment, I think, in the Discord and in the community in general of, like, it's it's a place that welcomes respectful debate, right? Because, like, we all disagree all the time, and, and we often will get in the weeds and people will argue about stuff, but, like, it's never toxic, right? Like, it's never tense. It's always coming from a place of, like, we all love games and, you know, and, like, we all love the community and just like want to have fun and share this hobby together. And like, I, I love that it, it is such a positive space. And, you know, like I always say in the, 
the plugs that the goal is for it to be a like a safe and inclusive place for you to just come and talk video games, right? Whoever you are, uh, whatever you know, wherever you come from um, in the world, right? Uh, and like that's so cool too, right? I think that's something that I I often take for granted. I think even is like it's so cool that our audience is international and like people all over the world, right? And like you know, obviously we talk about how you and I became friends through this podcast, but I think it's so neat that like because of our podcast, you know, there are folks who live here in the States and, and abroad in Europe that would never have known each other, never talked, never interacted before. And like, you know, there've been friendships created through the community and all that stuff. And like, I think that's such a positive thing. Um, and that's something that, you know, I look around the, the broader, you know, gaming space and it's not always like that, you know, it's not always uh, a positive space. It's not always a, pl- a place that's safe for everybody. Um, or welcoming for everybody, and it means a lot to me that um, that our community is that way, and that you know we've never had a problem with that shit. And whenever um, people have been jerks, uh, we've kind of excommunicated them very quickly. Of like, yeah, this isn't the place for that. Like, bye, you know. Um, so I, I I appreciate that. I really appreciate that, and I I very much appreciate the. Uh, the ongoing dialogue that we're kind of all always having over there on the discord. And it's something that I, uh, I, it, it often brightens my day, you know? Um, and it, it makes it easier, I think in the space between episodes, you know? Um, so yeah, that's something I really, really do appreciate. Thanks for writing in a Sophie. Thanks for being a, thanks for being a real one. And again, for being an OG producer. All right, so this next one comes from uh, from Navalis, who said the discussion about kettles. It was on the bonus after dark show, I believe. For some reason, that episode has always stuck with me. By the way, kettles are amazing. I think this was actually, yeah, this was an after dark episode back. One of the very last after dark episodes with DJ, wasn't it? Yeah, Where, um, before he left. Uh, I I bought you both a kettle. Yep, I still have it. <laughs> you still use it? Yeah, I use it every day. Good. You found you finally seen the light. It's the best. Yeah, I remember you so, called us so much more efficient. You called us pioneers. You're like, "What are you pioneers over there? You're heating up your tea on an open <laughs> flame." <laughs> that was a good one. Yeah, and like that's something that I think is 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 cool too. Is like um, the legacy that like we have does extend beyond this year. Um, and it it's again, it really means a lot to me that so many of you. Uh, have been supporting us for so long and came along and made the jump with us here. Um, cause the, sh- you know, the channel and the, the show and the community wouldn't be what it is without you. Uh, <laughs> that doc guy wrote it and said, what I remember the most was putting those joy cons together. That and Steve never playing Ocarina of time. Real nice doc. Not the episode that we invited you on. So you could come talk to us about VR. You have to just highlight our biggest failures as, as creators. Thank you. <laughs> I, I, I can't believe it's been a year since I played that game. I can't. Like, genuinely. <laughs> I don't... I, I, yeah, I do not like that game. <laughs> yes, you did! You're such a liar! You didn't. I've played... I've even played some Wind Waker on the stream, but I've not played any... Gone back and played any more Ocarina of Time. No, I didn't. I remember getting so frustrated by... 
that that stupid monster thing that was just like following me around in a circle and it took me like an hour and a half to get that fucker in that stupid belly with that horrible child thing that i was carrying around with the nasty smile on it steve we gotta we gotta we gotta bring that back that's coming back this year it's gotta happen horrible i'm editing the first three episodes down so that people can catch your journey up till now and then you get to start but you have to replay the game and catch up to where you were I think I've still got the save file, so I think we'll be okay. Okay. All right. Good. I'm not replaying the game. That's not happening. Oh, no, you got to do it. You got to do it. I'll get, I'll get Doc to get me to that place, and I'll be like, Doc, send me the save file. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, and the last one here for the day comes from uh, Trendy Brendy, who wrote it and said, I loved listening to the Holiday Game Guide episode. I specifically remember listening to it, trying to come up with nerdy friend gift ideas while in my car, driving around late to get my vaccine booster shot. We're getting another gift guide later this year, right? Hey, asking you shall receive, Brendy. Yeah, if you, if you dug it, if it was helpful, we will definitely do another one. I Like I said, that was a, I thought that was a really fun one. Um, so, yeah, I'll definitely be down to do that again. Yeah, I I enjoyed that episode, and I'm glad it was useful for people, because uh, you know you can put those kind of things out, but whether people get anything out of it or not is is another thing. But hearing that you actually got some ideas from it when you were driving around in your car, that's that's great. Yeah, that's awesome. I I I, I love hearing stories like that. Like that's always something that really means a lot to me. Is like you know I think I think it's easy sometimes to take for granted um, the the way in which our show is a part of your life, right? Because, like, I think of we sit here and we record it and we put it out and that's that, right? But I love when you guys write in and you're like, oh, like, you know, I think it was, I think it was Christian Oliveria who a couple years ago was, like, training for a marathon and was like, oh, I listen to the show when I'm running and, you know, whenever I'm practicing or, like, you know, like, I remember uh, Chloe who was was a co-host of ours back at Loot Pots and stuff. She was a fan before she was on the show. And I remember her saying, like, how, you know, she was, like, always listening to it, like, at these specific times and it helped, you know, get back into games and stuff. Um, and I believe she listens to this show now. She reached out to me a while ago uh, to say that. So if you're listening, Chloe, hey, how you doing? Um, and and I, I love I love hearing that stuff. I love hearing from y'all that like you have these specific memories tied to the show, or you can remember where you were when you listen to like X or Y episode or something like that. Um, I, I, that really means a lot to me, and uh, it's it's very very cool um, to think about the way in which you know our show is appointment viewing for all of you and you make it a part of your, your week every week. Mm-hmm. And there's so many other ways you could be spending your time. So I very much do appreciate uh, that you choose to spend it here with us and that, you know, the, the time that we spend together is meaningful. Like that's amazing. It's amazing. So yeah, you'll definitely get another holiday gift guide this year. We'll make sure to do one for you, buddy. So You just added one. I just we just got a a last minute submission here. This one came from Andy Rads, uh, who said Pete's cats. I love how they interrupt him. (laughs) Lucas especially is always just walking in front. Yeah, Um, yeah. Uh, There, there, there are times that I think you've cut them out, and it was me. I think it was me and Chew. It was up when your basement was flooding. You were up in the kitchen. 
and every two minutes he would like try and escape down into the basement yeah and you would like scream and chase him down <laughs> and like sarah would come like running it was like something out of a, a cartoon it was honestly ridiculous well it's because this, was, this was when the, the walls were down in my basement so he would run down the stairs and go climb inside the wall to a place where i couldn't get him and i had to like coax him to come back out so it was a pain in the ass whenever he would do it so i was like ah no like shit i gotta grab him real quick you know yeah, and then uh, there was another time where I had never seen you so annoyed, and it was—I think it was when you were down here again, and one of your other cats, I think, had started on him, and like they were fighting, and you like jumped off out of your seat, and you were like yelling at the cat, like ran over and like pried them apart. Well, <laughs> and, like, that's... Sarah just like casually walks down the stairs as if like, oh. Once again, something's happened. <laughs> Just so, like carries the cows. And it's so funny because it's like you 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 mentioned that right. And it's like I don't yell at my cats. It's like I'm not like uh, that's not a normal thing. But when I do, when they're fighting, that's one of the only ways to get them to stop without physically pulling them apart. Is if I yell really loud, they both they they both freeze and they're like, what was that right? And like they have a second where I can immediately pull one away and be like, okay, we're done. Like you know. Uh, but yeah, it's like I literally will scream at the top of my lungs to try and scare him and get him to be like, uh, just do the cat freeze. I can try and scoop somebody. <sighs> yeah, that hasn't been as much of a problem lately. He's been he's been upstairs, so he's, he hasn't been walking his butt through my shot every day. But uh, yeah, yeah, it's definitely a fun time. <sighs> Real quick before we go, check the channels. Do we? Did anybody else get one in b- before the wire here? Because I know, I know that no, we're. No, that was that was the last that's one. Our last that was one. The last one. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'll I'm gonna check my email once more and see if anybody got in here. And then let me ask you this, Steve. We're one fifteen in. What's the vibe? Are we gonna wrap it here, or are we gonna talk about what we played this week? <laughs> we should probably talk about what we've played next week okay we can talk about it now if you want to because i've got thoughts on on stray now i finished it and and baron breakfast and i know you've you played multiverses but i i don't i don't mind well it's up to you i know you it's it's a long episode i don't i don't want to keep you too long you know if we get you want to get a couple hot takes in on these games we can do it yeah we can we can all right we're doing it buddy let's do it let's do it all right so where do you should we should we wrap our conversation on Stray and maybe save the other ones or Yeah, sure. Yeah, we we'll can do that. Do. We'll do that. All right. So Stray, we've both finished it now. When we talked about it previously, uh, you know, about uh, two weeks ago now, I guess. Maybe it was last week. Um, the general consensus was that we liked it, but we didn't love it, I think. Um you were a little warmer on it than I was, I think. But I've I've cooled off a bit now. There you go. I'm interested to hear about that. So I think for me, like now that all said and done, rolled credits on it. I I think it sits pretty squarely at like an eight for me. Like it's a good, not great game. Um, and I I definitely which is weird because I had a conversation with my mum about it when I was on on Uh holiday, and she's like, "That's a great score." 
in her eyes. And I'm just like, yeah, but for video games, anyone considers less than a five, which is middle of the road. Like, that's an average. Anyone considers like a five or less is like terrible. My thing is, I, and I, it's interesting because I think everybody thinks about it in a different way. And it's why websites have different point scales and why there's a hundred point scale. There's a five point we, scale. We really need our own. At some we need to come up with our own. I think, I think, yeah. I think we're at the point where we should, we should come up with that for year two um, and have like a solid review scale. But I think for me, I always think of it as a like a grade scale, like letter grades, right? Where it's like an 8 out of 10 is a B, right? A 7 is a C. And I think of it in that way where it's like if it's anything below a 6, it's shit. It's not good. And there are degrees of how bad it is, right? Something that's a 1 is like technically broken probably doesn't play, like it's garbage, it's whatever, right? Whereas like a 5 or a 6 is maybe a technically competent game that just isn't very good or isn't very interesting or isn't very novel, right? Whatever. A seven, I would say, is a solid game. It's good. It's fine. It's, you know, whatever, but like not anything to write home about. I'd say an eight is a game that flirts with greatness, is good, has good ideas, maybe isn't perfectly executed, maybe it overstays its welcome, maybe it, you know, is, is there's a feature I don't like, whatever, right? It's it's a it's a good, it's a very good game. It's like for fans of the genre, you're going to want to play this one, right? A nine, I would say, is that's great, that's above average, that's an exceptional game, an exceptional example of its genre, one that maybe appeals to a broader audience, right? Even if that's not necessarily your jam. And then 10 out of 10 is a masterpiece. It's a must try. You know, and like, that's how I think about it, right? Because nothing's perfect. A 10 out of 10 doesn't mean it's perfect. It means, in my mind, that it's an excellent game. And it's a game that everybody should at least kick the tires on and see if it's for you, you know? That's how I think about it. Yeah, I always, like, think it back to star ratings. Like, I don't know. Because I try and make it similar to movies, I think, in my head. As to what I think a good movie would be. And I think a 5 out of 10, I think, is a is a poor score yeah right because that's half um, that's 50 yeah. percent. Like, that's not good um but i i think a scale out of 10 is probably too high i don't know i kind of feel like a one to five is all you really need but you've got to go with what people understand and know and like people like out of 10 it's a bit more granular i don't the thing i don't like about five point scales is if it's a a hard five point scale like you said like it can only be one two three or four or five stars i don't think that leaves enough room for discussion because i think there's a really you might as well just go to the 10 exactly exactly the thing the ones that annoy me the most and like um alice like game informer did it i don't know if they still do it's like the out of a hundred and like the amount of granularity you could get like they used to give things like 93.5s and i'd be like what the fuck does that mean that i don't like like. i i it's too much i like the point five so it's like you can do it's a 10 point scale but really it's a hundred point scale where it's like 8, 8.1, 8.2, all the way up to 9, right? Like that that kind of thing. I think that's that's what I like because I I think there's a big difference between an 8 and an 8.5. I think that's a big difference. Because mm-hmm. to me, Fair like enough. a low 8 is like, it's good, but it was teetering, right? Like it's mm-hmm. it's it's closer to all right than it is to good. You know, or or whatever, right? Whereas like an eight five, an eight eight, an eight nine, I'm like, okay, like yeah, like that to me, that to me means something. You know, I look at an eighty nine, and I'm like, oh, that's that's something to pay attention to, right? An eight, you're like, okay, yeah, yeah. 
And I guess that's what that's Metacritic landed on that, right? The out yeah. of 100. I like the 100 point well. skill. Again, yeah. I think it makes you think of it in terms of letter grades, and I think it makes sense, right? It's they're yeah. tiers, and it's like you know, an A plus is different than an A minus. And like, we, we got rid of letter grades in the UK, and I, and I still don't understand it because I I had letter grades when I when I passed, but now they've they're a one to eight, I think, score. That's weird. You can get that's very it's bizarre, whatever. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's it's fine. Um, but so on the topic of Stray, I, I think to me it, it feels more on the eight side of that scale. And I think all of the things that I thought were going to be like what I was saying last time, I think hold true where like, I really like this game, but I think the novelty of it does not persist through the entirety of the game. I think by the back half of it. Like the last time I sat down to play it, I remember thinking, I'm ready to be done with this. Like Me too. Though that's exactly how I felt. And I and I think I landed on a seven because of it. Like there's that place you can go to before you get to the final like um area where you eventually end the game. And there's like additional stuff you can do. It's like, oh, you can go and talk to people and and and, and like wrap things up. Or you can just like go up if you're ready and i was like yeah i can't be bothered with any of that side stuff i'm ready for this game to be done yeah and i think the game trained me that the side stuff is just not that important you know like- no it's, it's not it wasn't and none of it was fun like it was like collecting things and finding stuff like i had a good time going around in hong kong and 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 exploring it as as a cat it was it was fun and like the world is pretty and it's nice the story is, is compelling enough, I think, for me to have, have wanted to, to see the ending. But I did not like the ending of this game. It was abrupt. It didn't tie things up like how I wanted it to. Really? Uh, I didn't get the resolution I wanted. That's interesting. Um, I and, I feel that a little I, bit. Uh, like, it was like... Yeah, it was like... Without spoiling it too much, you get out and that's it. Like, I wanted a little bit more than that, you know? Yeah, I, I think that's one of the ways that this game fails the most, or fails itself the most, is that I just... I think the story is... I think compelling enough is a fine way to put it, but I also think that, like... I think it does the worst thing of, like, telling instead of showing. Like, I think if you explain the story um, in bullet points, it sounds yeah. more compelling than it is when it's executed. Because I, I don't... Love, uh, you're right about the telling instead of showing. Like, uh, when your companion just it just basically reels stuff off to you and it, you don't ever really... Uh, like, it's never really explained why they are who they are. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I, I get what you mean. Like, I, I think it is explained enough, but I also feel like it's just kind of like... It's explained, Right. Where it's like, oh, that's what's happening. OK. And it, I, like, I don't to me, it's the difference of like it, it's the difference of like when I talk to you about something and I'm like, oh, like this thing has a really cool story. And I explain it. and You're like, oh, that's interesting. Right. Like and that's kind of as far as it goes. Whereas like I think about something like, you know, and this is maybe not a fair comparison, um, but like Undertale. Right. Or like, you know, put Undertale aside. That's one of my favorite games ever. The Walking Dead, season one from Telltale, right? Where, like, that is a game where the story and the beats of the story, like, have stuck with me, right? That's, that story had stickiness, and I don't think that this story has stickiness. I think when I think back on this game, what I will remember it for is its mechanics and, like, the way in which... playing as a cat. 
and the way in which they really committed to that, like the mocap and like how the traversal and and like the Even sticky still, platforming, like, like those things are all really good. I, I mean, don't think there was enough there for me. Like the level of interactivity, like at first glance, you you play it for an hour or so, and you're like, wow, there's a lot of interactivity. I can scratch this, I can do that, I can lie down, I can meow, and it's just like, okay, but what actually is there? There's not really any depth to it. It's very shallow. It's like the scratching only really was useful in one area to to get someone to open a door for me. But other than that, Two it was areas. just like. Yeah, but it was just like, I'm not really using this. The meowing, it was useful right at the beginning of the game, and then it just like went away, and it was just like a button to spam if you were bored. You know, it was kind of like they could have done a lot more with, with it, I think. And, and, I, and it would have been nice. I, I feel like they wanted to have like a photo mode when the cat's asleep, but they never really added it in. Like, There's a lot, I think, that they could have committed to doing, and I felt like a lot of the puzzles were filler. I actually solved some of the puzzles before I even knew that they were puzzles. I also had that happen to me more than once, like, yeah. Like, I solved the puzzle of getting into the laundrette without realizing that's what I needed to do because I never went to the door to find out that I couldn't get in there first. I was picking up items of clothing before I realized I needed to get the items of clothing. And it was, so I managed, I picked up a hat and a jacket and I was like, what is this even for? And then I found where I needed to use it. Yeah. I had that happen with the, the the guy with the store in the first area where like I had gotten all the items and then it was like, oh, I need this or that. I'm like, oh, I already have it all. Cool. Um, I think for me though, right? Like I think the game, the problem with it is that it's, it's, it's too long and, or too short. Like, I think yeah. it's it's either or, right? Like, if it was half as long, I don't think you would be having those problems of, like, oh, it's, like, shallow or it's this or that. Because it's, like, well, it's, it's a it's a bite-sized experience and, like, what it presented was satisfying enough and didn't overstay its welcome. I think I'd feel differently about it. Or if it was a little longer and deeper or if it was shorter overall but the parts that we had had more depth so that there was more to interact with and explore and everything. Because I think all the ideas it presents are good. I think its artistic direction is good. I think it has the bones of a, of a, of a strong enough story. But I feel like every one of those things is like a little half-baked. And it, it just needs a little bit more. And I, again, like, I, I, I think it's, it's better than it isn't. Um, and I certainly enjoyed my time with it. But I, I also think it's a game that, like, I think the best case scenario for it is that it's near the bottom of my top 10 list for the year. And then I think it's a game I will not really continue to think about much beyond this moment. And that's not inherently a bad thing, right? Like, I, not every game can be a masterpiece, the most memorable game you've ever played. But I think the fact that for me it comes so close to being something better than it is and it's not yeah. is disappointing. Um, I yeah. definitely think it's... I think that's where I'm, I'm with it as well. Like, it's lesser than the sum of its parts. It w I, like I feel like if they'd have gone with another one, maybe two areas, once you'd, you'd kind of solved the puzzle of getting out, I think I'd have been happier with it. And I was not happy with, with the resolution for your companion either. I felt like that was really just like, oh, okay. You know, it's just like... I think they kind of just tie really everything off and it just kind of, like you said, it just kind of ends and it's yeah, like... Yeah, so it's really abrupt for me. It was just like, oh, am I done? Is, is that it? Like, you know, I felt like there needed to be a little bit more and there wasn't. And I was also contending, the reason I think mine goes down to a seven, you know, I had those PC performance issues that I was... I was um, going up against as well i think if i had played it on playstation 
might have been a little bit i might yeah. have given it a bit, a bit of a, a great score but i i feel like i still would have landed on a seven just based on the gameplay and the story and and what it was you know i can look past those performance issues because they'll get patched out and i was also playing on steam deck so it's not like i was playing on the most powerful pc that i could have so i i can i can forgive it for those and there's a small team it's the it, it's it's really the 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 gameplay mechanics and the story I think for me was was what let let the side down. But overall, I did have a good time with it. I don't think this is going to end up on my game of the year list unless there's very little else that I will, I play for the I rest think of the that's year. That's why a it lot could. Up. I don't think there's that. I don't know. I guess we'll see, right? Because like there are a lot of games coming out later this year that I think are going to be things that we pay attention to. But like. I know, like, we just did a, a segment not that long ago where we were discussing, like, what are the games that are coming up and, like, everything. And I, a lot of the big games that are coming up for the back half of the year are not things that appeal to you. So I, I wonder... Not on Nintendo, but there is a lot on other platforms, I feel like, that I, I am... Like, a lot, I, though? I am having a good time with. And there's games I've already played that we haven't spoken about on the show. Like, Bear and Breakfast, which we'll talk about. I'm having such a good time with that. I think that's going to go onto my game of the year list. Please Fix the Road is probably going to end up on there because that's a really good game like there's stuff that i've played that we we haven't really had time to talk about in the in the previous weeks that i think it's going to go on there um it depends how big our, our list is i think we did five last year uh if we expand that i think maybe we could it maybe would make the the list but i don't think this is going to be anyone's game of the year this year at least not from us i mean that's the thing there are a lot of people that are, do have that level of love for it but i just don't quite I don't get it. I don't get the folks that are, like I think you really got to be a crazy cat person and I say that as a person with 3 cats and I feed cats in my backyard. I'm a crazy cat person and I it's as a video game. It's uh slacking a little bit. But yeah. So it's we're an hour and a half in, Steve. We moving on? We got one more game in us. What do we what's the deal? Uh, I don't mind. We can. I, I've got. I've got twenty minutes. You got twenty minutes. All right, Steve. Let's yeah, talk about yeah, it. We let's, can go. Let's talk about. It. I want to talk about multiverses then, because okay. I said I said I would talk about it on Nintendo Noise this week. So let's talk about it just a little bit. Just a little bit. This game slaps, Steve. It slaps. It really slaps, and I really like it. It has. It is very much uh, a Smash clone in in mm-hmm. most ways. But there are a lot of things about it that I think are unique ideas um, that make it stand out and give it its own kind of identity. Um, I feel like the focus on like 2v2 is something that's very interesting. Um, there's definitely a level of care put into it that I think was like not present in like Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl that everybody played for like a day and then moved on from, right? Where it's like, all the characters are fully voice acted. There are like original lines of dialogue so that characters that have never met before have things to say to each other, right? Like, um, like for example, right? Like the Iron Giant. If you've seen the Iron Giant, right? One of the major beats of that movie is that the Iron Giant uh, really idolizes Superman and he wants to be a good guy like Superman. So Superman... Did Vin Diesel back to do the audio? I don't know. I haven't played as the Iron Giant, so I haven't heard enough of his dialogue. I'll have to report back on that one. Um, but they did get a lot of the original voice actors. Like, the voice actors for, like, Finn and Jake from Adventure Time are both the original ones. Um, they have the original voice actress for Garnet. 
um, from Steven Universe. So, like, a lot of them are the folks you know for those voices. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, Superman will, like, make a comment to the Iron Giant where he's like, oh, I'll, I'll, like, he's like, we should hang out and I'll teach you how to be Superman or whatever and, like, shit like that, you know? Or, like, he has a, a line with, like, Steven Universe where he's like, oh, like, if you, like, keep up the good work, like, you'll be a great hero someday, Steven. Like, little things like that, you know? And it's, like, it's interesting to see the characters have, like, genuine interactions like that. The levels are really well designed. They have, like, these, like, nice orchestral... Uh, arrangements of like the theme songs for the TV shows and stuff like that. It's a lot of fun. And, and this is this is it's all Warner Brothers stuff, right? All yeah, it's all it's it's technically called Warner Brothers uh, multiverses. And yeah, it's okay. anything that they own, which is everything you know <laughs> that Disney doesn't own. So it's like we got the Looney Tunes, we got the DC superheroes, um, you've got Cartoon Network stuff, um, Adult Swim stuff is coming at some point soon. So it's sky's kind of the limit. You know, um, they can really do whatever. And like LeBron James is a character in this game. So I, they're not concerned about not being wacky, which is exciting, I think. Um, okay. And it's it's free to play and it's on every platform except for Switch. It is cross play. It's cross progression, um, which has been perfect for me because if I want to play it on my couch while I'm like chilling in the living room, I've been playing it on my Xbox and whenever I want to play it in bed or if I'm, like, watching TV or something, I'm playing it on Steam Deck. It was the number one most played game on Steam Deck the last two weeks. Uh, it's the number one most played fighting game in the world right now. It's really, truly, I think, exceeding all expectations. Because I know I didn't have extremely high hopes for this game. I did not think it was going to be anything to write home about. I figured it would be something I would try and I would, you know, either give it a shot once and then kind of be and move on from it or that I just wouldn't even check it out. Um, and I downloaded it on a whim and I've put 20, 30 hours into it since then. Um, it's the only thing I'm playing besides Xenoblade and it's, it's competing for a lot of my attention. Um, and I've been having a blast with it. Like I'm actively working to get good at it and I'm, I'm feeling myself improve in a way that I never really have with a fighting game. And it's, I'm, I'm digging it. And like, the online experience is really good. It very much feels like what if Smash had, you know, more modern online offerings where it's super easy to party up. Um, and, you know, like I was playing with AJ for a couple hours the other night. I was playing with my buddy Jack. I'm going to go play with him after this. And you get a bonus uh, for partying up with somebody. So if you play with a friend, you get like a 30% increase of like the gold, which is the free currency you unlock for playing. And then if you're doing the season pass, you get additional an additional season pass bonus. Um, so it's like easier to complete the season pass if you're playing with a friend. And so far, I, I think they're doing the free to play thing just right. Like I think the model is is working uh, for them. Where like they the only things that you can pay for with real money are to unlock new characters or to get cosmetic skins. So it's definitely not feeling like a pay to win thing. They've got a pretty generous free character rotation where there's four characters who are free at a time and they're free for like a week or two. Or two weeks, I think it is. Oh, that's interesting. So you can't like have a favorite unless you buy it. Yes. So if I always wanted to play as as Superman, you'd have to unlock. I couldn't him. unless I unless I bought him. And if you play offline, everything's unlocked. So if you play locally with other people, you can just use the full roster, and there's no problem. Oh, that's great. But if you want to play online, you do need to unlock the characters. Every character costs seven hundred of the in-game currency, which is I think like around like five bucks or something like that. 
Um, okay. And can you unlock them naturally? Yes. Like if I get a season pass, I can I, I get to keep them then? You won't unlock characters with the season pass. The season pass is all tied to cosmetics, and the cosmetics are, I believe, exclusive to the season pass, which is like kind of their incentive. Is like, oh, if you want this rare skin for this character you play, like you got to do the season pass. Mm-hmm. And the season pass was like three bucks or two or three dollars. It was pretty cheap. Um and for the characters, you can unlock them with gold, which is the regular currency you unlock just from playing the game. Um, and they give you a ton up front. Like, I had enough to buy two or three characters just from, like, completing the, hey, you join the game, like, do a bunch of these, like, change your icon, like, play as a mage, play as a, bra- a brawler, play as an assassin. And, like, they give you a bunch of bonuses for that. So you unlock a bunch of currency right away. So you can easily pick up one or two characters out the gate. I think I own, like, four or five characters, and I haven't spent any money on them. Um, so it's, it's, it's pretty That's good. Fair. Yeah, if you're if you're playing the game regularly, you're gonna have enough currency to unlock characters, uh, and they do have a founders pass that you can get. There's it's a forty dollar, a fifty dollar, and a ninety nine dollar one, and the fifty and ninety nine dollar ones include vouchers for characters. I think it's like twenty and like forty or something like that. So like, if you get one of those, you'll unlock every character right out the gate, and you'll also be able to get the next you know ten or so characters that come out for free. So or you know free quote unquote. So I think I think they're doing it right. You know I think I think they're doing the free to play thing right. I think they are uh, approaching the game in a way that's smart and that is going to appeal to the right people. And I think that's why it's finding an audience, right? Like it's it's doing the Fortnite thing really well. Of like you can play this on anything and it's super easy to like be like, oh Steve, like I'm loving this game. Come try it with me. Go download it for free on whatever platform you want to play it on. Let's party up and and we'll play together. And like you can be doing that in a matter of seconds. And on Steam Deck especially, it's insane how well it works considering it's unverified. But also you can use the native Steam chat and like I was doing that with my buddy the other night when we were playing where I just popped on my headphones. Literally he called me on Steam and within two seconds we were partied up, we were in a chat and we were in queue. And because there's so many people playing, the uh, the queue times in this game are nuts. They're like 30 seconds max. Um, nice. That's what you want. So easy to just keep jumping into the next game. And no, and no like issues because I know with Smash, the it was like it's like lockstep, right? So you we, you would always have the issue where it's like uh, whoever had the worst connection would like drag down the whole game, and you'd end up with those moments where it's like freezed and like paused, and you you just basically yes. were stopped from playing for a so- moment. So. Uh, your mileage will vary on that. I know when I was playing with AJ, he was lamenting that he likes the Smash situation better because the way that Smash handles it is that it does freeze the game, basically, until everybody catches up, and then you keep going. Mm-hmm. This doesn't do that. It handles lag the way that most games handle lag, where if you're lagging out, like everybody else is still moving, and you're... Yeah, it's, it's basically it's, tough, yeah. Yeah, and it's trying to predict what you would what you would be doing to fill in the gap. Um, so, you know, it, like if you've got good internet, it shouldn't be a problem. I have experienced slowdown less than five times. I'll say in the 20, 30, maybe now 40 hours I've played the game. Um, okay, how many matches would you say that you've played then? A couple hundred. Okay. So a couple hundred, you got five. So it's like a, what, 2%. Possibility, yeah, and I know AJ said he was playing with a friend one day and they experienced it a lot. And I don't know if maybe one of them had a bad connection or if maybe it was like maybe they're working on the servers that day because it is in beta. And I've noticed things where like there was a texture pop in issue the last week or so where like 
uh, anything that had text on it was blurry, right? So, like, LeBron James, for example, is wearing a basketball jersey that says Toon Squad on it. And, like, you couldn't read what was on his shirt, you know? Um, there's, like, things like that where, like, there are errors. It is in early access still. It's it's not a 1.0 by any means yet. Um, so, you know, I think, like, if you do experience those problems, right, or if you're experiencing problems that I didn't, take it with a grain of salt. It's a new game. It's still, you know, it's still getting um, hammered out right but i think for a game that is in early access that is right now is should be the worst that it ever is um is really Pretty polished already yeah. it's really polished already i would think and or i would say and i'm i think it only has a place to improve from here and i honestly think it, it is a real legitimate competitor to smash brothers in the like party platform fighter space which i don't really think there's ever been a legit competitor to smash brothers and the fact that this is a game that smash pros collaborated with the team to work on it the smash community seems to be getting behind it it just had its debut at evo um i think i think it's i think it's a game that has legs and i think it's gonna be one that sticks around especially if they have a good regular output of characters where they're constantly bringing new content to the game i think i think the only place is up from here frankly which Mm -hmm. is exciting because I'm into it. Like, this is the most I think I've ever engaged with a fighting game, except for, like, ARMS, um, where I'm, like, I'm playing it every day. I'm actively trying to get better. I'm trying to practice with my main. I'm trying to learn how to, you know, take the most advantage of my kit. And I've been doing a lot of the, like, jumping off the level and trying to spike people or trying to kill them when they only have, like, a little bit of damage and, like, being like, oh, you're near the top of the map? I can use this attack to exploit that and throw you up and kill you. And, like... I've been getting really aggressive with that in a way that I never, I never felt confident enough in Smash. You know, like I've never had that ability, and like it's clicking for me in this game for some reason. So I'm like, I'm out here. Like, so you know, if you if you're playing multiverses, definitely add me. Um, Loud Pete, you'll find me. Uh, and if you're not, and you're interested in trying it out uh, at all, I would just implore you to download it and give it a go. It's free, right? Like. And is, and is it on all platforms yet? Or if it's early access, I presume it's not on PlayStation It's yet? not on Switch. It is on PlayStation. It's on PlayStation, so Xbox, and PC. Okay. Yeah. So that's uh, interesting. PlayStation don't usually allow early access games. So that's that's good to see. Yeah. It's it, yeah. I mean, I've I've had a, I had a look. Um, it's the first outing from a new studio called Player First Games, mm-hmm. which looks like serious veterans of the industry. You know, the, the two founders came from Riot, the principal developer works on League, League of Legends, their audio director came from um, Jedi Fallen Order. You there's, can... there's a lot, there's like a real dream team and you can see the 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 kind of legacy, like the system designer worked at Sledgehammer Games on Call of Duty for a very long time by the looks of it. And like, you can see that pedigree, I think. Like, I... I, I believe i compared it to league of legends at some point on content but if not i'm doing it right now they handle the the free-to-play thing just the same way that league does and i think that's the perfect way to do it Um, awesome Um, yeah i'm glad you're having a good time with it it's probably not for me it's probably Um, not for you but i I know that's not really your jam but i really like fighting games and i've got no um no kind of allegiance with any Warner Brothers properties other than like Scooby-Doo. If they add Scooby-Doo, maybe I'll... He's maybe in it. Well, he's not in it, but Shaggy and Velma are, and you know Scooby's on the way, so... Yeah. I'll say yeah. this. I think it's worth trying. Like, I think if you were down, especially to like... Well, I'll give it a go, because it's like, it's free. If I'm yeah. going to stream it, then I'll check it out. And yeah. like, if we played together, I think you might still have fun. 
right? Where it's like, ah, you yeah, I did when I played Pokemon Unite. I had fun on that on that stream, even though we were getting absolutely destroyed that <laughs> yeah. at that time. Um, it was just wasn't something I was like persisting with myself because. Right. And I feel like fighting games, if you're going to get good at them, it's one of those things you've got to commit to and you've got to keep going back to and playing over and over again. It's got to be yeah, a regular part of your digest, which for me, that's that's been the case lately. So I don't know, man. We'll see. Like you said, I, I might burn out on it, you know, and it might be a thing where I put it on my top 10 list and then I, I'm not playing it by next year. But mm-hmm. I don't know. Like I, it's, it's striking a chord with me. And I think if they keep putting stuff out, if they keep iterating um, – it might be one that that does stick around for me and like i know that i'm a lot more uh invested in playing it than i ever was in playing smash online so i think that alone as somebody who's a big smash fan that's a big w for them um and i I think a lot of people are gonna feel that way because it's easy it's just easy it's easy to get in and, and enjoy it right away um so i am very much in on multiverses and i did not think i would be but it is it is it is a hundred percent i'll say this on my short list for game of the year if we do a top five for game of the year it will be on that list i would be shocked if it wasn't interesting well we'll we'll see i guess i mean anything could knock it off because yeah i know it's a very short list at the moment for contenders for for game of the year the problem is there's a lot coming up you know you've we've because i would imagine two of the games on your list will be god of war and horizon or at least they take up two slots and it's like at least one pokemon game is probably gonna end up on that list whether it's rcs or or scarlet violet so so you're only left with you're only left with two two possibilities going into the other two slots and it could easily be something else that surprises you and and you enjoy more than multiverse and i think xenoblade's on that list too so it's it's a don't get me wrong it's crowded but uh, but uh, tell you what steve like i said i put in like digimon what about digimon survive i haven't started it yet can't say but I've I've put a gross amount of time into this game. <laughs> yeah, and... it sounds like it. Forty hours in a week or something. Yeah, I go away on holiday. I swear, every time I go away on holiday, you get addicted to a new uh, a, a new multiplayer game. <laughs> I think I had a break and like you were you were big into Pokemon Unite, and then you like went on to Halo for a while. I just should not leave you alone with multiplayer. Games. You can't. You can't. <laughs> All right, so thank you guys for joining us here on another episode of the Flip Screen Games podcast. Thank you for a wonderful, memorable year one here at Flip Screen Games. We really, truly appreciate you. Thank you for being a member of the community. Thank you for being a Patreon supporter. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for coming to the streams. Thank you for being on the Discord. Wherever you come, however you engage, however you're a part of what we do here at Flip Screen Games, uh, from the bottom of my heart, thank you for spending your time with us, for caring about us, for... Uh, for making us a part of your lives the way that um, we've made this a part of ours. It, it truly, truly means the world to me. And uh, I, I look forward to for uh, I look forward to the next 50. <laughs> yeah, it's been it's been a wonderful time. And, uh, you know, thanks everyone who supported us, whether that's just listening to the to the show or coming over to the Patreon and, and supporting us in that way in Discord everyone that sent questions in over the last year just keep them coming all our guests yeah all of the guests i mean you know there's there's so many so many people that we we just could not do this without without everyone um and like i said at the top of the show it's really humbling to see people tune in every week and and listen and you know 
we're going to keep doing it if people keep listening. So um, expect to, expect a lot more from us. That's all I, all I will say. And don't forget to tune in to the, to the live stream because there's some special surprises. Speaking that be. of expecting more from us, make sure you tune yeah. in for that live stream. Uh, and I'll say this. There will, there will be some announcements. If you don't catch the live stream, we will put a VOD up, and you'll be able to catch the announcements there as well. So if you can't tune in, no big deal. I know a lot of free European folks, it's late. Um, keep your eye on the YouTube channel. There will be a video up with some news on Tuesday. So mm-hmm. uh, make sure you tune in. Make sure you catch all that stuff because I'm pretty excited about some of the stuff we got in the works, and I hope you will be too. So, before we jump, remember, flipscreen.games, that's the links, that's where you can find all our stuff, join the Discord, uh, come tune in for the Twitch stream tomorrow, uh, however you choose to engage, we appreciate you, thank you for being here, and we'll catch you next, oh, for the crew, I've been Pete, he's been Steve, and we'll see you next week for another episode of Flipscreen Games Podcast, everybody, take it easy. And now the outro's playing. I hope this is the last week. I don't have the music. Every time I throw to Steve, he doesn't sing. He doesn't sing. He doesn't sing. No, I, I don't sing. I don't sing. I gotta leave it to you in your sweet, sweet voice. Ooh.